0: Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to episode 194 of Martha Runs the World. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Okay, I have a lot to cover. I am going to talk about... My race that I had last week and my vacation. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it because there was quite a bit of running involved in my vacation. And it was pretty cool. I want to tell you about a very cool place if you want to trail run, if you want to camp. I had some good adventures. Uh, I did a race last week. It's called the Ride to Walk Race. And it was a timed race, and I did that. It was the longest I've run since my surgery. Now, for some, it may not seem that long, but for me, it was a big step. And it taught me that, yeah, I can I can go far, and I can push myself hard, especially in warm weather. Now, the, the ride-to-walk race, it, they had different times you could go 48 24 12 and 6 hours or you could just do a hundred miles and you had 48 hours to do the, that 100 miles and it it was it's a course around a horse ranch but it isn't just a horse ranch it's a very special place it's called ride to walk and it's a this is what they say on their website a year-round therapeutic horseback riding program founded by Chris Korn in 1985. Its mission is to enhance the quality of life for children and young adults with neurological impairments. The goals of the program are based on therapeutic intervention to achieve increased balance and control, improved language, socialization skills, sorry about that, while enhancing self-esteem and providing exercise and enjoyment so it's a very cool program and it really works i've read about programs with uh horses that help disabled adults disabled vets so it's very very cool and i've been wanting to do this race for a long time and i finally did it now last year it used to be the race used to be held in Lincoln, which is another small town just outside of Sacramento, but they were forced to move at the last minute to Penryn. Penron is a really pretty place. When I pulled off on off the exit off Highway 80 and I pulled off on, on this road, it was just the prettiest country road. It was tree-lined, green grass fields. Very much horse horse country. And so I'm driving down this road and I say, This is idyllic. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean it's it's just it's paradise. And and I knew I had come to the right place. Before I saw the sign Ride to Walk, I saw this this pasture, this green pasture with tents in it. I said, Okay, that's it. <laughs> so I knew I was I was at the right place. The course was about one The course was about 0.61 miles, so less than a mile. But it seemed longer because it wasn't a flat course. You did go up and down some hills. It it, It encircled the ranch. And you saw lots of horses as we went. We weren't allowed to interact with the horses, of course. But the horses were looking at us, and I swear the horses were judging us. They were looking at us and laughing. <laughs> I swear they were laughing at us. <laughs> they were probably saying things to each other like, my gosh, these humans are slow. Why can't they go faster? Yes, they were very judgy. <laughs> it was it was a very warm day. Okay, it was a hot day. It was close to 100 degrees in the afternoon. It was dusty. It was hot. At the end, I smelled like sweat, alfalfa, and, and, and dust was covered in it. But it was so fun. It was really fun. And I'm going to talk about it more. I'm going to talk about my whole vacation. The day before I left, I left on a Friday. And the day before I left, I got an email from my rental car company saying that Your car is going to be delayed two to three hours. And I was supposed to pick it up 9 a.m. on the Friday. So I thought, oh, boy, here we go. Well, the rental car company opens at 7 a.m. So they're like two blocks from my house. So I said, okay, I'm going to go there at 7 a.m. and see what's going on and get my name on. If there's a list, I'm going to get it on there first. Well, that strategy turned out to help me. Also, what helped me is that Here's here's a clue. Don't ever get angry at, at the person behind the counter. It's 99% of the time, it's not their fault. They're just delivering you the bad news. They're just the person getting paid probably the least to try to minima minimize the damage. So don't get mad at them. It's not their fault. So... I went there, and I was just as nice as pie. Well, I'm pretty nice to customer service people since I am a customer service person. So I was just as nice as can be, and I asked him, I said, okay, what's going on? Can I get my name on a list? And since I was the first person there, I was the first person on the list. And he said, yeah, sure, we'll call you. You know, Just go on home, get your stuff ready, and I'll call you just as soon as the car is ready. Well, lo and behold, I got a car at eight a.m. an hour before I was supposed to, and see, my my strategy paid off. Be nice, be prompt, be ready, and be willing to change your plans. Always be willing to change your plans. Things these days are no, nothing is ever concrete. Everything is always in flux. <laughs> I. I learn that so always be flexible be willing to change things be willing to go with things and be nice really be nice to the people who are helping you if you're nice things get done better and faster and to your advantage nothing ever gets done by being mean it's true all right so I got my car and it was it was a cool I, I thought at first that I wouldn't like it because it was one of those boxy cars. It was a Kia Soul. And it, and it was kind of, it was black, so that was cool. But I thought, oh boy, I wouldn't like this car. But I really liked it. It was fun to drive. It was really fun to drive. And I was thinking, okay, if they have this in an all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive, I'd buy one, because I'm going to buy one in a couple years. But no, they don't. It was a cool car anyway. So if you're thinking about buying them, they're pretty fun. I, I, I always never liked them because I thought they were kind of ugly, but they're really, really fun to drive. And this car does not use the gas mileage. I, I filled the tank up once, once. And in California, our gas prices are the highest. And I spent less than a hundred dollars on gas. So in California, that's not bad. And I drove a lot. All right. So I got my car, got my car at eight. I was out of California, uh, out of California, out of San Francisco and i took off and i went to since i didn't have to be at the race till later on the in the day i first went did some shopping and then i went to folsom for the afternoon and saw some stuff i had never spent any time in the in the city of folsom the city of folsom is where johnny cash sang about the folsom prison yeah he talked about a man from reno which of course would never have spent time in a Folsom prison because Folsom is in California and Reno's in Nevada, but okay. That's a whole nother thing, but the Folsom prison is there. Folsom, California is a really cool place. If you want to see some, some California history and you want to check out some really pretty things, Folsom is very cool. I have only been there for the California international marathon and in the marathon, you will, you're only there like at, 5 a.m. and it's dark and you don't really see anything so, so it was nice to go back and check out the stuff and it's a very historic town there's a lot of things from the 1800s there for the Gold Rush era so if you like history and you like to check out some nice running trails and you want to check out the Johnny Cash Bridge, that's kind of cool, or the Johnny Cash Trail, that's kind of cool. Also there is a great 100 miler that goes through there The Rio Del Lago is one that goes through that area. I would love to do that race one day. But that is a cool 100-mile that goes through there. And there's, there's a big running community there. It's such a big running community that the town sports two running shoe stores. So that's how big it is. So I went there. I did a little shopping. I went to a bookstore in there, and I had some lunch. In there as well, and I just got some got some stuff that I needed, and then I went off to the to the race site. Now, as I mentioned, Penryn is just a beautiful pastoral little town. I went there. the The places there were a couple places where there were uh, where the tents were set up, and there were just these beautiful green pastures. It was just such a nice area, and I went in there and I set up my tent and just had a lovely spot. It was real close to the car, so I didn't have to go far. Um, It was just, it was really, really nice. I I loved, you know, I loved the area. I loved the setup. It it was very, very nice. I appreciated it a lot. I know that uh, the race hosts, uh, the race director and the hosts, Craig and April, put a lot of work into the race. And I, fully appreciate everything about it. I did twelve hours. I I only I ran a few hours short of that. I put in uh, my official mileage was seventeen point three six, but I think I on my watch it was over eighteen, but I'm happy with what I did. It's the most I've run since my surgery, so I'm very, very pleased with myself and my effort. And yeah, I'll take it. I, I will most certainly take it, and and I, I can't complain at all. I think I did pretty good. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? I um, I spent the night, the Friday night there, I slept. And I slept okay. I mean, this was the first time I've camped in many years. And the first time I've camped on my new hip. So it, it did pretty good. I, I My new hip was just fine with it. My old hip that I'm going to get replaced next year was okay with it. So, yeah, it went well. It was good. And so the next day I, I went ahead and did my race it was hot, though I'll tell you, it was really, really warm. It was close to a hundred. It was dusty. It was warm. One of the highlights was I got to meet Ray Sanchez in person. He Ray was a guest on my show. You can check out the episode that he was in. It was, I think, it was like the first year that I had my show, but I don't remember the episode number. But check it out. It'll be probably in the links in the sh- in the show notes on the website Martharunsaworld.com. Ray helped me out a lot because when it was really, really warm, I started getting that weird ankle cramp that I got before, and if you remember, in my race in Santa Cruz. And he said, "Go ahead. It, there's bananas and there's salt. So dip a bit of banana in the salt and and eat it. If you can taste the salt, that's good. You want to taste the salt. So I did. I did have that. I also had a couple pickle slices, and that really, really helped." and then he gave me some of this really really excellent hammer uh brand cbd balm and i rubbed that on there and that really helped later on when i started to feel getting cramps again after the race at my hotel and that that was just a lifesaver so thank you very much ray very very much and ray actually went on to win the 100 mile distance so Bravo to you, Ray. You are awesome. So, so Yeah, he, he just did great. He passed me. Uh, I swear he passed me 100 times. I was going on later on. I think I, I ran. I, I walk ran, ran the first like 10 miles. And then after that, I walked the rest of it. And I, he must have passed me at least twice every loop. Oh, there goes Ray. Okay, there goes Ray. There goes Ray. <laughs> He's awesome. He's such a great guy. Then around, the, the, around my last loop, my left hip started give, getting cranky, and I said, okay, I'm not going to push it any farther. I don't have to push it any farther, so I'm going to call it a day. I was very happy with how far I went. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but for me, it is quite a lot, and I will be pushing it farther because I do have a 50K in December that I will finish, so uh, yes, I will be pushing it farther later on, but... but I didn't have to in this race. I had a good time. It was for fun. So I'm very, very happy with what I did. So I called it a day and I went and yeah, I went, packed up everything, said goodbye to everybody and thank you and everything. I packed up my stuff and I went to a hotel Saturday night, which was an excellent idea. I was so grubby looking and so dusty and smelt like alfalfa and horse manure and dust and sweat (laughs) boy i was a sight (laughs) oh that was fun i went in i took a shower and and washed half the half the horse ranch off me and just had a great sleep had some in and out cheeseburger and chocolate shake and fries for dinner oh that was great that was really really good and then um yeah, slept really, really well. Next morning, I had to get. Out. I got up, and the hotel I was at had a great breakfast. Had that, and then I got an early start. Went, did some shopping for my camping, and then took off and drove up to the Calaveras Big Trees State Park. And if you've never been there, it is an amazing place to camp. It's an amazing place to visit. It's an amazing place to see some of nature's. Spectacular trees. These are by circumference, not by height, but but by circumference, the biggest trees in the world. There are no trees that are bigger than these trees. They are huge. I mean, the sequoias, there are places you can see bigger trees. Of course, Sequoia National Park has the biggest tree in the world. But this is a place that you can see them. It's a little closer, a little easier to get to. Sequoia National Park is a little bit more of a drive, but Calavera's Big, Big Tree State Park is right on Highway 4. It's right up past Angels Camp. It's pretty easy drive. It's not far. So I went up there, and I had a reserved campsite, which on I had Sunday and Monday nights, and hardly anyone was there. There's probably like 50 campsites in this area. I camped at Ocala, and maybe five of them were taken. And one of the campers said that on that Saturday night it was filled, but on Sunday there was hardly anyone there. It was really, really nice. The the thing with these campsites where I was at was that even if they were all filled, you could hardly see anybody else because there's positions. So the area is very uh, – there's so many trees and rocks – and it's pretty hilly, so each campsite is at a different level. Like mine is pretty, le- I chose one that was pretty level with the road. Well, the tent area wasn't level, but it was, you didn't have to climb upstairs or go downstairs or anything. Some of the campsites you would have to go up and downstairs, which I'm glad mine didn't, because I wouldn't want to have to go up and downstairs to bring my stuff all day long. Now, each area has bear boxes because there are bears in the area. There are lots of other animals, too, but there are bears. I didn't see any bears. saw lots of other animals, but I didn't see any bears. I did want to see one, but nope, no bears this time. But it is fall, and all the animals who hibernate were all trying to get the food and trying to to gorge themselves as much as possible before they go for their big sleep. So they have bear boxes that you have to put everything into—not just your food, but anything that has any kind of scent or aroma—you have to put in the bear box, and you put in, you lock it, and then you put the chain on it. So it's kind of a pain. But but if you, like the car that I had, the vehicle that I had doesn't have a trunk, so basically any if you have a car with a trunk you can just put everything in the trunk that's fine but i didn't have a trunk so i had to take anything out of the car that has any kind of scent or aroma or water bottles of water you have to put in and you have to put that in the bear box so that was the real downside of having the kia soul if it had been just a regular car with a trunk i could just stick it in the trunk and it's not a big deal or if you have an rv rvs are fine you just keep it in the rv that's not a big deal as well but it was okay it was worth it 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 was such a cool site. It was such a cool place just to chill. That you know you don't have internet, you don't have phone co- phone um, coverage up there. So you're forced to just relax and take your take it easy. I bought a couple books. I bought one running book that I need want to tell you about. When I go into a bookstore, be it a, a big chain like Barnes & Noble or a little neighborhood bookstore, I'm always looking for running books to buy and read. And sometimes they're great, sometimes they're not. I found a really, really good one. And I read the whole thing on my vacation. It was so good, I couldn't put it down. It's called Fire on the Track. It was written in 2017 by Roseanne Montillo. It's an amazing book. It's the story of, it's It's a nonfiction but it's the history of the first women track runners uh, sprinters in the olympics and it's incredible it's really really a good historic event of what happened to them and they these women were amazing they were pioneers they were athletes they're sprinters runners and these these women were just amazing and what they went through what they fought for what they what they gave Every woman runner, every runner out there, we would be nothing without them. So it's just a great book, and you need to read it. It's called Fire on the Track. And the author is Roseanne, or the last name is M-O-N-T-I-L-L-O. Terrific book. And I couldn't put it down. I just said, oh, my gosh, this is just perfect. I don't have any phone coverage. I don't have any... Anything to, to distract me. I'll just sit and read this. And I just just read and read and read, and it was wonderful. And and but it wasn't like it was quiet out there. It was like the birds were noisy, the squirrels and ground squirrels were fighting each other, and the chipmunks were noisy too. <laughs> there was a lot of noise out there. And it, it was great though. It was really nice. I slept really well. I bought a really, really good uh, air mattress, the one that has the, the automatic pump on it. It was, it, it, I slept really well. I'm glad I only camped a couple nights because that's enough. You know, okay. That was nice out there. Yeah. I got a couple nights. I wouldn't want to camp more than two or three nights. That's enough for me. I'm, I'm not one of those that I don't want to be out there for a long, long time. Nah, I'm, I'm done. I, I I've done that before. I've camped for a long time before. No, nah, a couple nights is fine. <laughs> that's good enough for me. Another thing that I took with me, though, that, that I will be taking with, my long, with me on my longer trail runs, especially now as we get into winter and it's more of a rainy season, is the Katadyn water filter. And that's perfect for trail runners because the Katadyn water filter has the, the, the water filter itself. It comes with a bottle. But the filter itself fits on my soft Ultimate Direction bottles. So it's like the perfect size. And that is perfect when you go to places that has streams but doesn't have any public water available. But there are streams or there are other water sources available, and then you can just filter your water out. It's, it, it's pretty inexpensive. It's like $35 and it lasts for a while. And since, you know, we're not through hikers, we're not gonna use it multiple times daily, it should last all season. So it's pretty cool. So that that I really like too. And that is spelled K-A-T-A-D-Y-N, Canadine. They don't sponsor me, I don't have anything to do with them, but I really appreciate their product. So yeah, that's pretty cool. One thing that I really appreciated about Calaveras Big Trees is that there are a lot of trails there. There's two areas where the groves are. There's the north, which is near Highway 4. There's one area of the grove where it's like a mile and a half where all the, that all the tourists do. And you should do it. So don't forego doing it because you don't want to be with the crowds. Just do that early. If you're there, do it early. Do, it opens at 8, do it at 8, get it done. But there are other side trails that you can go on that the tourists are not going to do. So go on the side trails, go up to the ridge, take the river trail, do all those, because I did those, and I got about four or five miles in, and since that was, and that was really cool. Oh, shoot, I forgot. Um, to- sorry, <laughs> the day, the that was Monday. Yeah, that was Monday. Okay, I'm going to back up. The Sunday that I drove down, before I got to Calaveras, I did go up to... Into Arnold, which is a town right next to Calaveras. It's a. It's just. It's a. It's a mountain town. It used to be an old mining town. They have a mining museum there that's very very cool that I checked out. And I love history, so I'm going to go into uh, a museum if it's a if it's around there. There's also a trail that I did check out too. It's called the Arnold Rim Trail. I only did a couple miles on it, but it's like 20 miles long. And it's very cool. And I'm going to be doing that again in the future. I said, okay, I need to come back and check this out. Because it's really, really neat. You can start the, you can follow it. You can start it from Arnold and go down almost as far as Angel's Camp and come back up. Or you can start at the Angel's Camp and and go up to Arnold and come back. But like I said, it's 20 miles long or nearly so it's a long long trail and it's really really beautiful. It's a great great trail. So I did that a little bit on the Sunday. But then okay, now back on Monday, I yeah, I found all these these trails in the park. So there are a lot of trails that the tourists don't take, but if you just want to see the the trees, go early, see the trees, but then take some of the side trails and you can get some really nice trail running in. They're single track they're very technical, so they're, they get, you get some nice practice in these technical trails. They're very, very pretty, too. You'll get a lot of work in them, and there's lots of them around the park. Now, that's the North Grove. The South Grove is different. You're going to have to drive on this road, and the road is easy to drive on. It's paved. It's a little windy. It can get a little narrow, so take your time. Go slow. And now, see, when I was driving out there, it's it's fall, so that the squirrels and ground squirrels and chipmunks are all looking for food. And what I realized is that the they look for the pine cones that have the pine nuts in them. They will run out. What they wait is for the cars to run over the pine cones, so they can grab the nuts that the pine cones disperse after being run over. So that they risk being The squirrels and stuff risk being run over by a car because they want these nuts out of the cones. (laughs) Very risky maneuver, squirrels. You know that, right? (laughs) But yeah, so that's why these animals run out in the road because they want these little nuts. So drive slow. (laughs) Drive very slow. So you go to the South Grove and the South Grove is very, very much worthwhile going to. It's going to take you a while to get there. It's like eight miles from the entrance of the park. There's this river. Uh, it's Beaver Creek, but it's a river. It's not really a creek. The Beaver, Beaver Creek. It's a great place to stop, chill, and if it's warm, you want to go down and dip your feet in. We'll take your shoes off, of course, and dip your feet in. Get some water. Filter through your catadine, and just have a moment. Just relax. Relax. Listen to the water, rushing of the water. Just have a really nice, relaxing moment. It's a great, great place. Yes, that's what I did anyway. (laughs) I took my feet, took my shoes off, dipped my feet in, got some fresh, fresh, cold water. It was very cold. No, I didn't go swimming. It was too cold. But I just had a really nice, nice time. There were people, there weren't that many people, but the people that were there, some of them had floaties to take down with them on on the river apparently it's not that strong the current is not that strong you can go down it if you want for a while apparently but it was a nice nice time okay from there i kept going down on the road and i went to the south grove now the south grove the trees are there the redwood trees are there they're not as together they're a little bit more spread apart they're not quite as old the sequoias in the North Grove can be like two and 3,000 years old. They're very ancient and a lot bigger. The ones on the South Grove are younger, but they're still beautiful. I mean, they're a couple hundred years old, okay, so they're still old. But they're more spread out. And the trails out there, you're not going to find, you may find maybe one or two other people. I didn't run into anyone on the trails. I won't, no, I did run into one guy, one person on the trails that I did out there. And one trail I was on, actually, a tree had felled right on the trail, and the tree was big. It wasn't a sequoia, I don't believe. It was another type of pine tree. But it was too big for me to crawl over, so I had to turn back, and that was after a couple miles, so I came back. And it must have happened just the last couple days, because I told the ranger about it, and he didn't even know about it. So he thanked me for it, and they'll probably go out and get it off the trail that it stopped. I, you couldn't go around it. The tree was just too big. So it must have just happened. And these it happens a lot on these trails, especially on trails that that don't get a lot of traffic that people don't know about that much. It happens. And this was a this was a neat trail though. I, I sad that I couldn't make the whole loop because it was a really, really nice loop. It was a pretty trail. There are a lot of trails back there, and I would like to go back and do some more of them. If you want to get some great trails, single track, and they're very technical, and they don't get a lot of traffic, but it's a really pretty area that you want all to yourself, I would suggest going to Calaveras Big Trees State Park. And if you want to get camping that you can reserve, and doesn't get all filled up immediately like the national parks, this is a place to go. I think that California does a lot of things that are messed up, in my opinion, but they have a beautiful and wonderful state park system. So take advantage of that because you can get reservations in state parks a lot easier than you can some of the national parks. So go for it. I think they're wonderful, and I I really think they're just a great resource. All right, so that was Monday. So then I went back to the park and went back to the campsite. And then I was pretty exhausted, so I just chilled the rest of the time. And then Tuesday I went, I left, and I was going to do the Lion's Dam Trail, but that was closed. PG&E closed that, so I couldn't do that one. So I went up to Pinecrest Lake off uh, 120, and, and Lion's, Dam trail and Pinecrest Lake are off Highway 120. There's all these little highways that go through the Sierras and they all lead through the Sierras into 235 on the other side, on the east side of the Sierras. And this time of year, there's no snow, so they're not closed. As soon as the snow comes, they all close. A few highways will stay open, but th- these ones will close. Four is scary driving. closed or not when when it's open it's scary driving and i will not drive that through that in the sierras again if you like if you like you know really really scary driving drive highway four through through the the top peaks of the sierras it's really scary but i went up to pinecrest lake which is very very pretty up there and I said, okay, I'll do the hike. I'll do the hike around the lake, which is about four miles. But my hip was kind of cranky. My left hip, the knee that I'm going to replace next year, was a little cranky. And probably because of all the sitting I was doing when I was driving and with all the, all the trail raining I did the day before. And, and it said, no, no, we don't want to do it today. So unfortunately, I had to skip it, and I didn't do that. So I just chilled and, and sat by the lake. It's such a beautiful place. It was really nice to relax. And then I went home. So that is my trip. I really had a good time. It was great to get away. I was very relaxed. I didn't. I gained a couple pounds. I did. <laughs> well, I ate a lot of stuff. I haven't eaten for a while. But now I'm back on track. I have a 50K to train for in December, and yes, I'm going to finish it. And yeah, I have a lot of great shows coming up. And check out everything at MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. And you can email me, MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. And thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.